When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Yes, guys, what's going on? Make sure you head over to stretfordpaddock.bigcartel.com. Check out all the new merch. Remember, members get 10% off. Go and do it now. See you later. Jay here Stretford Paddock. This is Stretford Paddock Live. And joining me as always... Is as my, always. As always, is my good friend and colleague... Yes. Josie Smith. How are we doing, brother? I'm doing very well. How are you doing? I'm all right. Yeah, I'm good. I'm excited. A little excited. bit nervous because Everton has scored against City and it's 1-1 and no one ever scores against City. So there's reason to be nervous, Jay. It's the Although, hope. actually, it's what's more likely to happen is Everton takes our place in the top four. But, you know... It's the hope. The hope that kills you. Mm. Don't do it. Um, forget about... Them Muppets from down right. the East Lanks. Anyway, um, we've got some better news coming up. We've got Ole Gunnar Solskjaer praising Mason Greenwood, mm. and rightly so, because he's amazing. Um, Cavani's contracts, what's happening with that? We've got Dortmund and some guy called Sancho. Apparently, they may need to sell him on the cheap Love after this. all their you know, bravado yeah, in the I, summer. Do you know what, last week, about, we talked a little bit we about We don't it. sell for less than 100 mil on that. Yeah, nonsense. well, you'll well, be hearing from my... Absolute effing lawyers. Exactly. Because three words, Glazonomics. Three words, 60 million. Go on, Jay. <laughs> um, we've also got a bit about uh, Erling Haaland. Ollie's, Ollie's a bit of a fan of him. Don't know why, he'll never amount to much. Never heard of Trust him. me on that one. Um, and United are willing to pay 61 million quid for Jules Koundé. Oh. And apparently a bid there is being lined up. So we'll get into that, into the bits on that. Also, we're interested in a lad called Silver. There's an update on Max Ahrens. I mean, you've spoken about him extensively on this show since we've been doing it. Um, and obviously, we've had Ole Gunnar Solskjaer's press conference today, so we'll have a bit about that. And some of the youngsters are in the squad could be facing real Sociedad as well, which is good to know. Um, and another few bits and pieces that we'll get into. But should we start with a bit of Mason Greenwood? Yes, we should. Uh, and just so you know, Cam, seems as though there's a bit of a problem with the sync on the audio. So if there's anything you can do to correct that, that would be great. Uh, we'll try and correct that. Thank you. Go on, Mason Greenwood to start us off, I think. Yeah, um, and obviously this is live. Get involved in the comments, yes. get involved in the chat. Hit the like button as well. Give us a like, guys. We uh, appreciate all your support. Um, yeah, Ollie's been sort of praising Mason Greenwood, telling him he's been a little bit too shy, a bit too modest mm. about his preferred position. Um, he said that he can more or less play 
anywhere he wants. Mason Greenwood, we know we've seen him playing on the right more often than not for Manchester United. We know as a youngster, when he was coming through, he was more or less used as a striker. Mm. We know he, has, he can play on the left as well because he's pretty much, he can use both feet. And he ambidextrous. Can cut in, ambidextrous, as they say. Can cut in on his right foot, can cut in on his left foot. Likes to go through the middle. So Ole Gunnar Solskjaer has been giving him a bit of praise because um, Greenwood's saying, I don't mind where I play. I can play anywhere across the front three. I can play on the right up front and sometimes on the left. Um, and Ole Gunnar Solskjaer... Um, and saying that he's um, maybe Mason was a bit shy because he can play number 10 as well as a shadow striker. He can play right, centre forward 10, and at a stretch, maybe on the left. So at a stretch, maybe oh, on the left. Just at a stretch, every single position in the front four there. Yeah. Um, yeah, left, right, centre, right. Well, the th weirdly enough, it's strange that he says this. I know we're talking about there about finding his final position. Uh, if we could just lift the comments up slightly so I can read that quote, Cam, that would be great. Um, he's talking there. Um, he can play anywhere. We just have to give him time to find his final position. Ollie's only ever really played him on the right, hasn't he? Like, when you think about the vast majority of his games, they come on that right-hand side, which is, again, the fact that he says he can play 10, he can play shadow striker, he can play on the right, he can play centre-forward. The fact that he knows that he's so versatile, he knows that he's so talented, he can play in any of these positions, and he still only ever plays on the right-hand side, for me, is more of an illustration of how poor our right-hand side is. The fact that he can play in all these positions, but because we've got no right-wingers whatsoever, he doesn't get a chance to rotate with Rashford because Rashford has to play every week because otherwise there's no left-winger. Or like, If Rashford doesn't play, then Greenwood has to play on that side, then there's no one on the right because Martial doesn't want to play on the right and then there's no one else. It's amazing, really, that we've, we've come this far and we're you know, a team that's as, as wealthy and you know, we haven't spent as much as we've earned and we can, this, you know, it's not really a conversation about the Glazers. But we've spent a lot of money on this squad, and yet we have not bought a right winger that was bought to play on the right, that played on the right since Antonio Valencia in 2012. Like, it's absolutely ridiculous, and, you know, it's, it's good for, for Mason that he can play anywhere, but the fact that he has to play on the right hand side every single time because we've got no one else there. I mean, it's not really fair on him because he doesn't get a chance to, pr to prove himself at centre-forward. He doesn't get a chance to play as a 10 or on the left because we can't really rotate because that one position is so deeply uh, flawed and, and lacking in players. So, obviously, it's good for Mason, but to me, that just illustrates, yeah, we've got no-one else to play on the right. Well, I know where, you mean, where you're coming from because we've seen Marcus Rashford play on the right a few times this season, haven't we? And it's annoying yeah. me because he's not a right winger at all. I don't think you get the best out of him. And I think if you look at when he, he, he does his best work, it's on the left-hand side. You look at the game against the Scousers, he had an absolutely fantastic game mm. on the left, creating goals, scoring goals. And then what happens a week later, you see him over, well, you see him down the middle and then over to the right. It just baffles me a little bit. And I think that, yeah, Mason Greenwood is having to operate on there because, like you say, we haven't got um, an out-and-out -out right winger. Mm. And that's more or less somewhere where he can play. I think he could play there like week in week out if he needed to and I'd like actually to see him play there more often but long term I'd fully expect him to, to be playing down the middle because that's where he made his name didn't he as a youngster and, and he is a striker isn't he? I think playing a, a player whose finishing is as, as I would already say elite as, as Mason Greenwood's anywhere other than between the, the lines of the six yard box you know that gap from all the way out as it travels up the pitch yeah. the centre of the, of the pitch is just a waste because he's he's so good out on the right hand side and not not to have a go at any wingers or I mean obviously some of the most prolific goal scorers ever are wingers in Ronaldo and Messi but they sort of changed the game in terms of what a winger is you know Rashford's best attribute isn't his finishing but it's it's attacking players it's his running it's his his movement and his dribbling um, 
But Mason's best attribute is his finishing. Yeah. So you have to put him in the middle of the in the middle of the box for me. And you know, at some point, obviously, he's got a couple of players in front of him. I don't know if Martial in current form would be in front of him, but he certainly had been in the past. And now Cavani's in there. Um, so his time there may be limited. And like I said, he's almost being given a free go at the right-hand side because there's no one else to play there. And that's not his fault. Um, but yeah, if someone who's as good at finishing with both feet and the way he just pops up in spaces in the middle like we saw so many times last season, yeah, at some point he has to transition into the centre of the pitch because it's, it's just a waste of his, of his skills otherwise. No, me. I agree. And it is a bit frustrating, isn't it, that we've got a player like him we have to sort of shift him about, like you say, wasting his skills slightly. Especially yeah. when, you know what really annoys me? is people like, we, we get obsessed with stats, don't we? And I've been guilty of it. You can always throw a stat in to prove mm. a point. And sometimes, like, stats don't give you the full picture. Mm. Because, you know, I've had this argument with people about Romelu Lukaku, for example. Yeah. Look at Romelu Lukaku in his first season at Manchester United. 16 league goals, right? Mm. I think it was 16 league goals. Yeah, 27 in all Yeah, 27 in all competitions. Now, on paper, that's good. Mm. 16 league goals, 27 in all comps. No one's moaning about that. Anthony Martial just banged in 23 goals last season. Everyone thinks that's a great season. So why is it not a good season for Romelu Lukaku when he bangs in 27? But what if you look at that season, about, you know, you remember it, he scored nine in his first 10 games mm. in the league. <laughs> so that basically means for the next 28 games, he scored seven goals. Yeah. That's not great. Do you no. know what I mean? When you sort of scratch beneath the surface. And people go at Mason, they go, well, he's got one Premier League goal this season in 18 mm. games. But he started how many games? How many of those games has he started in his preferred position? Mm. How many of those games has he come on with... 15, 20 minutes ago, where we're all over the gaff, mm. where you've got Anthony Marshall's not playing well, Marcus Rashford's not playing well, oh, let's throw Mason in, mm. and it's the job of this 19-year-old to get the goals and win us the match. And to your, Come on. To your point about uh, the sorts of goals Lukaku would score, he was notorious for not scoring against the big teams, which I think some of that was slightly unfair, but one of Mason's goals this season against Liverpool in the FA Cup to help them I, come well, out. I, I, don't so, even, I don't think that was unfair, mate. I think he had one against six mm. in the top six uh, with Lukaku. In his whole career? Yeah, in, yeah in it, was, it was shocking. And, you know, I, I actually supported Romelu Lukaku when he was there. I liked him. And I thought he did get a lot of undue criticism. But his record against top six wasn't great. And people don't like the term six-pointers. But if you're going for top four and you're facing, say, you know, a Chelsea or a Liverpool or whatever, yeah. and you don't, you're not scoring against those teams, then... It's not, you know, it's not as great as if you're banging in two or three goals at the beginning of the season against mm -hmm. your teams that are struggling. So, yeah, that was just an example about stats, how they can be a bit squiff. And they've been used to beat Mason Greenwood over the head with this season. And I'm hoping that now he's signed his new contract, all he's obviously saying the right things about him, as you can see from what he's been saying, that we can get Mason Greenwood in the side, mm. playing week in, week out, even if he's not playing his preferred position, just give him a run. Because what annoys me as well is not only does he not start, but when he does start, he keeps getting hooked off. Yeah, and we all saw against um, well, the, Everton. That's not always the best. Idea. I think that is nothing more than a seniority thing, and I don't think Do it's based it on his. I don't think it's based on his performances. Whilst I'll admit he's not been sensational in many games this season, there's been plenty of times when he's been the one, like you said, who's been taken off after 65 minutes to accommodate a substitution when he hasn't been the worst of the front three. Arguably, sometimes the best of the front three when we've we've had Rashford out of form, Martial, who's been terribly out of form as well. Um, and I think Greenwood gets taken off because he's 19, because it's easy to do, because he, you know, he's, he's the least senior of those players. Take him off, you know, you don't even have to think about it. But really, I think some of that's been a bit unfair. I have a question for you, right? Out Go of on. all the players you've mentioned... Ever? Just then. Not, okay, not no, ever sure. in your yeah, life. I was going to say that's... Do you know what I mean? 30. That would take at least seven minutes. Mm. But all the players you mentioned just then, yeah. if United get half a chance, who's you want that half chance to fall into? Inside the box, Greenwood. Exactly. Yeah. It's mad, isn't it? Because 
you know, he's the one player out of all of those who can create something out of almost nothing. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you've seen it in the past. You saw it last season. Even against West Ham, his, his sole Premier League goal was a half chance. And that one against Liverpool, on his yeah. right foot, first uh, across good, the goalkeeper. Yeah. He had some distance to, to run, yeah. didn't he? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So, it's, it's, it's mad that he's the one, like you say, that either doesn't get started, doesn't start or gets uh, the curly finger more often than not. I think yeah. he deserves a running inside and deserves to play the full 90. Don't give me this tosh about, oh, he's not, you know, 90-year-old, you've got to protect him. He can play a full 90 minutes. Yeah. It's not an issue. Uh, Danny Shields in the Super Chat says, with the injury news before tomorrow, could you see Mason starting at nine with Diallo on the right? I could. Could you, Joe? I'd quite like to see that. Um, and we'll, we'll get into those injuries in a little bit as well. But um, I'd love to see that. Give him a chance. Uh, give him a chance in his preferred position. He's the thing that Ole does, which is a very strange thing, but I remember, again, he didn't always do it, obviously, but Fergie used to do this as well, where he'll say something like this, where you go, ah, he's going to play him in another position other than right wing tomorrow, because look what he said, and then he just plays him on the right wing. Like, Fergie used to do it all the time, where he'd be like, you know what, he's ready for a game, this lad, he's ready to go, and everyone's like, predicted 11, uh, Darren Fletcher to start, not even in the squad. <laughs> You're like, why did you say in the press conference one day ago, he's ready to play, he's ready to start, and, and Fergie's done, uh, uh, sorry, Ole's done the same thing um, since he's been there, where he, he really leads you down one way, and then they're not even playing. Like, McTominay's been great, don't start him. So I wouldn't be surprised uh, to see him not even start tomorrow, let alone play as a number nine, but I think there's a chance we will see him at number nine, and personally, um, it, it's great because Cavani obviously looks like he, he's got a, a bit of a knock. Um, get him out. Martial, for me, I wouldn't. If he was going to play him, he's, he's on the left hand side because he's just not. He's not doing it in front of goal. I think it'd be a great chance for Greenwood and hopefully Diallo can play as well. He's made last week. Fergie used to do so many things just to mess with the press. Yeah. Like he changed the press conference sign like at short notice to first first thing in the morning, so all the journalists from London have to get up dead early. Honestly, mate, he was just Great. a law unto himself, so Alex Ferguson, and that's why we love him. Um, should we talk about an instant Cavani and his contract? Yeah, go Because, on. yes, as you can see there from the graphic, Man United yet to decide on Cavani extension. He's just turned 34 and he had instant Cavani, mm. and we all love him because he scored some um, important goals. Yeah. Um, he's not been prolific, has he, but he scored some some goals he's been like he's yeah been, what is it seven goals he's got this season like, yeah, decent decent return yeah so you know what I mean like the, the sort of the worry that he'd come into the Premier League and wouldn't be able to cope with it has gone right out the window we know he can yeah. um, and he's doing really well for Manchester United now the option is obviously he signed a one year deal we've got a, a, an option to make it a two year deal mm. taking him up to I think you know obviously when he's 35 um, United not, 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 de not decided on that yet haven't decided on that if you get my words mm. out mm. Um, where do you stand on this do you want to see him Sign extension? Do you think it's a bit too soon to be making those decisions? Or do you think there's a danger that we might need to make a decision, just keep him happy and before he decides to do something else? Something quite brilliant's happened, Jay. Go on. Since last week, I've changed my mind on this. You do this all the time. No, no. You lull me into one way, so I agree I'm with doing you. The You'll go, come with me, Jay, come with me. I've got, we'll start a little gang of like, yeah, let's get rid of Cavani gang, and I'll be like, oh, Joe, I don't know about it. Come on, mate, come on, it'll be great. Me and you against the world, come on, son. All right, yeah, I'm on it. And then when we're on live, you go, Jay, what are you talking about? I don't, I don't, I don't think about that. I've changed my mind straight away now. You did it with me with Marcus Rashford last week. Yeah. You're doing it again with Edison Cavani. Well, I'll tell you on, what explain. I do, Jay. And explain I, yourself. And I'll give this right to anyone out there. I think in recent years, there has been way too much of a backlash against hypocrisy. For me, hypocrisy is one of the founding tenets of being a human. It is all we're based on is, I don't like it when this person does it, but when my mate does it, it's fine. I don't like that jacket. I've got a similar jacket, actually. When I, I'm going to wear that jacket tomorrow. It's nice, that. Although it, it looks shit on him. All of that sort of stuff. That's what life's all about, Jay. And people, oh, you're a hypocrite. You're not allowed to be a hypocrite. You're allowed to be a hypocrite. 
just, let's just put that behind us. This, I don't know where this notion's come from, that you're not allowed to be a hypocrite. Everyone's a hypocrite and it's fine. Do you know what? It amazes me. I did that, you know, we do that thing sometimes for gas drink water on Talking Balls. Yes. Where you phone in, like. So he said to me, can you come in on Monday? Can like, you come on the show on Monday, like, on the phone in? So I did it. And um, he's helping with that car, car walker in here, not mm -hmm. the footballer, but the presenter. And he was talking about City and how they're going to win the league. And Gaz was saying, I've already given City the, the league. They've already won it. And I was like, yeah, they've won it, but you know they'll have a little asterisk next to them because it's one without fans there. So it's not, you know, it's not the same, is it? Mm. And then there was some City fan who was on just after me, and he's like, did you hear that United fan there? Did you say that oh, you've got an asterisk next to it? He wouldn't say that if it was United, would he? And he said, well, we're still on the line if you want to chat to him. Mm. So they put me on. <laughs> and he's like, you wouldn't say that if it was United, would you? And I went, no. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Obviously, and I wouldn't. that's fine. <laughs> that's what life's all about. Be a hypocrite. There's no problem. I mean, if you're a, a politician and you have to be making laws and you're making, you know, p public rules that give money to different things, then maybe being a hypocrite isn't such a good thing. Yeah. But on a personal level, and I get to change my mind about my opinions level, yeah. there's no problem with being a hypocrite. As far as I'm concerned, everyone's a hypocrite. But my point was last week, I said, mm, it's a bit early to give him one. Now, give him one. I know he has What's happened since last week? What's happened since last week is... <laughs> mm, I'm just trying to think of uh, how Edison Cavani's banging the goals to take us back to the top of the table. Well, there's the thing. We know he's got enough about him to yeah. be a decent striker. And yeah. he's not going to lose his... You know, unless it's some horrific injury. Uh, he's not going to lose the, the types of runs he makes. He might yeah. make him slightly slower than he did this year, yeah. but he's not going to make him uh, any slower in a couple of years' time than he, than he is this season. But the thing with him is... is he just offers something that no one else we've got does. And, and even if we get Haaland, I would say then probably someone might be out the door if, if, to make up for that. Let's say we got a, a new striker in. And then if that's the case, we still need another striker anyway. And someone of his calibre and his pedigree that's been doing this for so long, he's going to get goals until he decides to retire, wherever he's playing. You look at Zlatan now in Italy, it's a lot easier to score there than it is in, in England. But you know, certain players just have characteristics that work better than others. He doesn't, he's not based on his, he's not a, I know he's, he, he makes a lot of runs, but he's not like a presser, a sort of hard sprinting after everything kind of player. He, he does, he does his, a lot of runs going forward and he tracks back well. Um, but I think he, he, he'll be able to work for, for a long time and his fitness seems, seems there and his ability in front of goal doesn't seem to have changed at all. And in two years' time, we're still going to need someone who can score goals. Every club always needs that. So yeah, I, I would give him another year if, if we can get him for the similar amount of a similar amount of, fucking hell, similar amount of money than he's on now. Uh, I'd give him another year. Yeah, you make a good case there. To be fair, so I understand where you're coming from. Um, the, the, the sort of worry people have when you've got a, a striker or any player in the mid 30s is they're going to fall off a cliff. Mm. Like one week they're just gonna, you know, be a shadow of the former player they were. Yeah. It's like you know Gary Neville against West Bromwich Albion, where you go, Jesus wept. What's yeah. happened to him? Like this guy can, you know, it's over. But with someone like Cavani, you don't see that happening, do you? Like you no. say, all the things he looks after himself, and he's, you know, he's, he's still obviously got that desire. He's not come here on holiday. He's come here to to win matches and to score goals and to hopefully win trophies. And great example to the younger players as well. We've seen him sort of giving advice to Mason and Marcus in training. You've been on the pitch, haven't you? There's all those pictures of him telling Marcus to think what runs to make and stuff like that. And, you know, I'm not privy to what goes on inside the Old Trafford uh, training camp, but, or Carrington, sorry. But you guess they listen to him. If anything, Cavani, who's been there and won a T-shirt and scored so many goals, you know, what is he, the fourth highest scorer in Europe yeah. over the last 10 years, 
he's giving you advice as a striker or an attacker. You're going to listen to that, aren't you? You're going to respect him. Yeah. It's a similar thing to the way Zlatan was with some of the younger players. They all looked up to him. So, yeah, I get it. I, um, I wouldn't mind it at all if he signed an extension. And plus, if we do go with someone like Haaland, and if maybe, I don't know, if someone does go out the door. I mean, mm. the likelihood of anyone going out the door is probably Andy Martial in it, if it's going to be anyone. Don't shoot yeah. me, Martial. I see I'm not advocating that. I'm just saying if it does, if it is going to be anyone, then maybe you might need Edinson Cavani to stick around. Uh, but we'll wait and see what happens with that one. And as always, we'll keep you updated. Um, the Everton game, by the way, has kicked back off Everton-Man City. Um, and we'll keep everyone up to date with that. Obviously, we were looking for... Everton? Yeah. Scousers? What's the matter with you? Get a grip. Who do you want to win that, then? Why are they playing? Man City. City? <laughs> Shit, mate. <laughs> right. <laughs> Right. Yeah. <laughs> so hopefully they both lose that one then, so Jay can be happy. Do you know what I, I think is underrated? Not hypocrisy, spite. It's <laughs> yeah. what gets me up in the morning. Yeah. Do you know I'm going to teach them? I'll show yeah. them a lesson. No, I don't like him. Right, um, next one, Dortmund, Sancho. Hey. We've not had a Sancho story for about three hours. Should we have one? Yeah. Um, it looks like Jaden Sancho could be available, well, according to the graphic, Haaland and Sancho on sale. Now that might sound crazy, but it's not, because apparently Dortmund haven't got much money. Yeah, um, they, 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 as we said earlier at the top of the show, they played sort of hardball, didn't they? Over transfers, made well over one transfer really over Jaden Sancho in the summer. They wanted 120 million euros, was it or pounds? I can't remember. I don't know how I can't remember. About I, same thing I, these I literally days, stood outside it? Old Trafford every day covering the Jaden Sancho story and saying how much it was, and I've forgotten. About the same these days since bloody Brexit, mate. Oh, controversial, bit political. Of, bit of political. Just what you get, here, just kind of you know. Input we have. Exchange rate banter, isn't it? Exchange rate bounce. Eh? Nothing quite like it. Do you know what I mean? Um, yeah, so they were saying, nah, we want 120 million. Um, and United were saying, don't think so, bro. Mm. Um, and now it looks like, according to sources, uh, German outlet Vaz. Was? Is that just some bloke? German outlet. Oh, was. Was. Oh, was. I don't want sell was. anyone. Um, yeah, yeah, eight players at Dortmund could sell this summer to free up some cash with Alan and Sancho amongst the names. Uh, Sweet. Print that. Cheers, Wazza. Yeah. Cheers, Waz. Yeah, I'm guessing that Waz are a bit more reputable than some bloke in a pub. Yeah. Um, but they're saying that they need to sell players to free up some cash. And obviously, the ones that would be the most sought after mm. are Erling Haaland and Jaden Sancho. Now, with Erling Haaland, there's the mean Oriola factor. There's the fact we tried to buy him already and couldn't get him. Um, from RB Salzburg, mm -hmm. yeah. Um, Sancho, we want him. He wanted to come. We almost made a deal. It seems more likely that Jaden Sancho would come mm. to this club. Do you see either or one of those transfers happening? I do see either or one of those transfers happening. Um, I, I've, to be honest, I'm ready to get hurt again in terms of Mina Raiola. <laughs> oh, do you know Mina Raiola is like the the girl who you've been seeing. Right. Think, oh, it's no good. This isn't going to work out, but. Something just keeps drawing me back to her. I don't know what it is, but I just every Friday night I end up back there. What I don't know what's going on. That's that's who Mina Raiola is. He's a dickhead, but he's got great clients, hasn't he? And there's no getting around that. You want to win trophies, you got to mess with Mina Raiola. It's as simple as that. You want you want the rainbow, Jay? You're like that girl. Like the other girls go. I told her. Yeah. I told her not to go back there. What have I said? Hey. Once he's a cheater, always a cheater. He's not good for her. Hey. That's, that's who Mina Raiola is for Man United. I reckon it serves Dortmund right, doesn't it? For being greedy little bastards. This whole time. Oh, it's going to cost you. It's going right. to cost you. We sweep up. Wait a minute. Go on, what's that mean? <laughs> Cal Producer Cam has put what Waz is on the screen. Cheers, mate. And we're going to go for this. Waz is the West Deutsche Allgemeine Zeitung. 
Zeitungen. Oh, now you said it. And it's the leading commercial newspaper from Essen, Germany, published by the Funkenmeiner Gruppe. Um, if I butchered all that, apologies to our German audience, mm. but I barely speak English, as you well know. Yeah. So, German, forget about it. Yeah. Uh, we had a super chat from Danny Shields. He says, with Haaland taking his tally in the CL to 18 in 13, at 20 years old, should he be the focus or is the right wing so broken mm. that we need Sancho? Good question, and I like the way you've worded that. Yeah, I like right wing so broken. It's sort of a, an animal hospital kind of feel to animal it, isn't it? Animal hospital? Although, poetic. actually, Paris presented that, didn't he? Oh, is that what we're doing now? Eh? Just quoting nonsense. <laughs> um, Jay, hey. you were saying earlier, weren't you, actually, speaking of that? Um, about You're the one that mentioned Rolf Harris, not I, me. Well, what I was trying to say about Dortmund before I was so rudely interrupted <laughs> by your new TV show, Quoting Nonsense. You're talking nonsense! <laughs> That's the name of the TV we're show. We're talking, not, do you remember that? On, on, what was it? Chris Morris. Nonsense. nonsense. <laughs> talking. Anyway. This is the last thing we wanted to happen. It serves right. Dortmund right is what yeah. I was going to say. Okay. Because, oh, we sweep up all of the young talent in Europe and expect to get away with it. We wanted Sancho in the first place. You got, you got Haaland for like 30 million. You're getting, what's his name, Jude Bellingham. They nick all the young players in Europe and expect us not to notice. The right little stowaways there. <laughs> just stealing everyone. And, oh, no, you can't look at Jaden. You, you don't win anything. You'd never do anything in any tournaments. They haven't they've won one trophy in eight years, Jay. How are they getting away with this? How does all the young talent in Europe just go, yeah, Dortmund seems good, just because they've got a, yeah. a kit that looks like a wasp and they, and they finish fourth in the Bundesliga every year? Well, it serves them right. And now this season, they're not even going to finish in the European places. Oh, um, remember that Sancho you want? And, We'll take that 100 million bid. Well, you're not having 100 million now. You can have 8 million. Whatever you paid for him, we'll half it. Because you've ruined it. You've ruined it for yourself. You got greedy. You should have sold him while things were going well. And you didn't. And this is your punishment. Jaden Sancho, 6 million pounds, please. That's what I'd say if I said Budwood. Right and you know what they'd say? Yeah, probably about right. The right, the right little stowaways. I'm sick of Dortmund harvesting all the good players in Europe <laughs> and acting as though they've got a right to do so because they won two league titles 15 years ago. Despicable. <laughs> Despicable. Well, the chickens have come home. Dortmund, you're so jealous because we're better than you everything. They're just jealous because we're better than everything. No, honestly though, if he's going to be on sale, I'd get them both. I say on sale, like there's a little... He's got, remember he got to wear this tag that says was 120, now 60. Do you remember like when... Bog off. Do you remember when United won the league yeah. many moons ago? Just about. And we wanted like to strengthen our squad and we went out and got like... Owen Hargreaves. Yeah. And we got... Was it even from Bayern Munich? Yeah. Then we got like Anderson, who's like the golden ball winner or whatever it's called. Golden boy? The, golden boy winner. We went and bought him as well. Jesus. And Nanny. Yeah. In the same summer. And then went and did the double. The proper double yeah. as well. Like we used to have dreams, like not just dreams. We used to make those a reality. We used to go out and buy like mm. the best players around, and now it's like we'll be lucky if we get one of them. Yeah. So I love us to buy Harland and Sancho, and really we should be doing things like that. But I just don't see it happening. I don't think we'll get Harland, even though I'd love to see him at Manchester United. I think he'd be an absolutely fantastic player and score loads of goals for us. And I think he'd be the difference between a title challenge and actually winning the title. Don't think it's going to happen though. Jaden Sancho. More likely, and it looks like Dortmund are going to have to sell him as well. Um, another lad that we've been linked with, this one mm. came a little bit out of the blue to me, you may know a little bit more about it, Yeah, David Carmel. Mm. Yes. 
this is this is. The oh, one. I know him. Hey. All right. This is great, isn't it? Do this? you know how I know him, Jay? Go on. Got a lovely red shirt on, hasn't he? That's what I know about. I like him. the little line he's got in his hat. Yeah, he looks. If I had hair, I'd have it like that. Would you? With the yeah, line. Yeah, a little it? line like that. Do you know what I mean? Would you get the eyebrows done as well? Of course. You could get that. Proper gangster me. Two lines hey. in. It's M30 not thirty massive. And it's one. not gangsters. It's. 19-year-old girls on TikTok who have that line in their hair these days. I think maybe mid-90s, it was a bit more rough, rough lads. Now it's like, I'm doing like dances like that, flicking my feeler trainers that glow in the dark. If you had lines in your eyebrows, you'd hand it over your dinner money. Yeah. Um, okay, so it's like, come here, son. Uh, right, David Carmo, if you don't know much about him, I know loads, so I've got it in front of me. Um, he's a centre-back, he's from Braga, Good. he's 21 years old. What a great age. Dude, he's taller than you. No, he's not. Are you calling me a liar? No, I'm just. How tall are you? Six foot ten. Right. Uh, no, six foot four. Well, he's six five. I'm six foot five with shoes on. Right. We can all be six five. I've seen that picture. He's got them platforms <laughs> with goldfish swimming about, like some disco dancer from the 1970s. He's six foot one at best. Right. I will not have one player at Manchester United who's taller than me. All right. And I got rid of that. It was Latan. And now you're trying to get David Palmer. What is he, Geordie or something? Trying to sell me a chicken slice with some tomatoes on it. I'm sick of this. <laughs> I generally don't know. <laughs> Just, I still laugh. It's still funny. <laughs> a Palmo is like a delicacy in don't the Don't explain it. It ruins it. Northeast. Right. Um, he's played seven games for the Portugal under-20s. So, obviously... He's, Fuck he's, me, I missed him all by accident. He's, he's probably worth about... Oh, shit. He's played a full seven for yeah, the Portugal under-20s. He's probably worth about 120 million quid going off that. So. Um... I mean, do we need another, you can see it there, sorry, just to go yeah. over it. It says Portuguese club Braga are well aware of United's interest to sign David Campbell this summer. According to reports by, oh, you know, quoted there, Manchester Evening News, not the most reputable source for stories, I'll be honest. But it's not our job to create the news, we just report on what's being reported. So they're aware of our interest. This strikes me, like, mm -hmm. do you remember David Brooks? I always use him as an example. Mm -hmm. Now, United were linked... Disgraced. Labour MP? Yes. United <laughs> were linked with him in a bizarre move that yeah. obviously didn't come to fruition. No, the Bournemouth winger I'm talking oh, about. United were linked with him in the sense that he was on a list. Like, you know, we have a list mm. of players that we're looking at. He was one of them. And then the story breaks that United are interested in him. And then it gathers a little bit of momentum when it's all United yeah. are ready to make an offer. Or is he going to be the new signing? Or is he the alternative to Jadon Sancho? And I think it was Peter Rutzler who covers uh, Bournemouth for mm -hmm. The Athletic. We had him on the Tier 1 podcast. And he said, and him and Laurie Whitwell, we spoke to both of them. And they were like, listen, United have a list of players they're just looking at, just monitoring. Yeah. Do you remember when we went in for Aaron Wan-Bissaka? Yeah. We had a list of like a thousand right-backs. Yeah, it's, just, it's, an, it's an essentially endless list yeah. of potential uh, targets and because, obviously, you know, unsurprisingly, a club the size of Manchester United has to consider almost every professional footballer in the world because if they didn't, they might miss out on the next, I don't know, you know, Paul Pogba, for instance, yeah. who, you know, gets scouted at a very young age, comes over... Well, we got him from the Arb, didn't we? Yeah. yeah, so good point. So, you know, it's you like, know, most people hadn't heard of Paul Pogba when we signed him you know, 15 years ago, however long ago it was. But the fact that United had is because they monitor everyone, including people like David Carmo, who I'm obviously not going to comment on how good he is. I've not seen any of him at all, uh, and I'm sure most people haven't. Um, but I think he's, you know, he's going to be on a list most likely, um, but that doesn't necessarily mean we're going to sign him. What does seem clear, though, he, you know... David Carmo is one we'll talk about, Koundé in a little bit, uh, Meccano before that, Canate as well, Ramos and Varane, all these players that we're linked with. We are linked with a, a hell of a lot of centre-backs um, and I don't think that's just smoke. I think there probably is a little bit of fire um, with that as well. 
because we do need one, and the fact that we're linked with so many suggests to me that we are actively trying to sign a centre-back or maybe more. It's funny, isn't it? Because people, like, I've seen a lot of comments about this over the last few days, like people saying, oh, why did we get Lindelof when we, we could have got Van Dijk, or why did we get Martial when we could have yeah. got Mbappe? And it's not always it works like that. You know, you have players on a list, you have players you're mm. monitoring, or players that are just, you know, sort of on the radar. But it's not a case of, oh, we, we chose to get Martial and we, we didn't get Mbappe. You don't know how that works. You know, one can be available. So Mbappe's can... four years younger. Yeah, exactly. Than it's just, it's, oh, you know, you don't know the sort of the ins and outs of a yeah. lot of these deals and whether players are available, whether players at that time are the, are the players that you think they are. Mm -hmm. Let's not forget when Van Dyke went from Celtic to Southampton. Yeah. The fact he went to Southampton speaks volumes because it wasn't like United or City or no. Chelsea came in for him. It was like, okay, he's done all right in Scotland, but is he up to the job? And even early doors at Southampton, there was a lot of people that thought he wasn't that great, yeah. but he obviously yeah. kicked on to much more impressive things. Um, Danny Shields in the Super Comments had said, are our centre-backs, sorry, are our centre-half problems fixed by bringing in young centre-backs, learning mm. their craft, or do we need an experienced general to marshal the defence that Maguire can learn from for a couple of seasons? That's a really good question. Danny, what do you reckon? Um, experience is always crucial, especially at centre-back. Um, it just depends whether we think we're ready to challenge for a title next season or you know, in the next couple of years, which hopefully we will be, uh, to you know, all-season full title challenge. Um, it's hard to come not up think with experience, though, very good go experienced centre-backs are going to cost you 100 million quid. Like, Koulibaly was the, the, the classic example where he was, the prices he was being, you know, uh, they were wanting for him was just absolutely extortionate for, sort of the ex for a player that has never really won anything in his career. Um, so, you know, add on to that a player like Varane or someone like Ramos three or four years ago, and it's just going to be ludicrous money, isn't it? So, yes, experience and proven quality would be great, but one of the reasons people buy young players isn't just because you know, there's a resale value on there, it's because they're a bit cheaper because they haven't proven it yet. Because when you're trying to buy the, the best players in the world at their, in their prime, it's going to cost you crazy money. So, ideally, yes, um, but that's easier said than done, I think. Do you think that... Um it I could mean, be a case of when you're bringing in these youngsters that Harry Maguire is the experienced one. I mean, he, Danny, I think, in the comment was saying, you know, that Harry Maguire can learn from, but mm. shouldn't Harry Maguire be the experienced one now? He's been in the Premier League a few times, hasn't he? He's, you know, he's played yeah. a lot of games, played a lot of games for England. I know that's a different kind of fish, but he's, he's an experienced player, he's an experienced mm. defender. He should be the one that's the sort of, the, the not the elder statesman, but the one that's marshalling that defence. Yeah. Um, and it's the younger ones that you, could, you think you can bring in someone like... Um, Cam or whoever yeah. to play alongside him, or you know, had it worked out, I don't know if it, you know, I'm not giving up just yet, but maybe to Anzebi or someone like that yeah. to play alongside him. Well, you look at uh, experience, it has a lot of different meanings, doesn't it? Because there's games played, which is the individual experiences of each matches, there are titles won, which someone like Kingsley Coman, I think he's won six or five is it, league titles and he's 21 years old. Ridiculous. Like, that, what experience is that? He's won a lot more uh, than Steven Gerrard, for instance. Or is experience just, just the way you've absorbed training sessions throughout your career, uh, managers that you've played under throughout your career? Like, what is experience? It's, a, it's sort of banded around like it's this understood quantity. Look at someone like Ruben Diaz. He's playing alongside John Stones, who has a lot more experience than him. But he, he kind of brought, dragged John Stones up from being almost on the verge of being sold by Man City to now forming the best partnership in the league. Ruben Diaz is, what is he, 22? Yeah, he's only young, isn't So, has he got experience? You know, he, he's saying if you put him next to Maguire that that wouldn't improve our defence, and yet he's 
you know, a lot younger than Maguire. He's got a lot less Premier League experience um, than, uh, sorry, if Coleman's at slightly older than 20, 23, whatever he is. He's won more league titles than he's got careers as a professional. There you go, yeah. People say in the um, comments, uh, Vika saying Maguire turns 28 in uh, two weeks. So, yeah, he's not, you know. But someone like, it just depends who is with him. Yeah. I don't think we need experience. We just need someone good. The thing is, as well, you know, you can go out and buy, I mean, was it like, was it, I can't remember, I'm short my age here now. I think Ray Wilkins captained Chelsea when he was 18. Clarence Seedorf, wasn't he, you know, playing when he was like yeah. 17 and captaining teams when he's like early 20s. So sometimes you can have a youngster who just has that about him. And yeah. he, he sort of, you know, he might not have the experience, but he's a sort of old head on young shoulders, if you pardon the cliche, mm -hmm. and can come in and just marshal the defence or take over a team just with the sort of strength of his personality and the, the way he's sort of made. As Man City score a second goal there oh, against Everton. just... Shit. Mm -hmm. uh, but who cares about that nonsense? Uh, Ross Murphy in the Super Chat says, On Cavani, I keep, I'd keep him. Give us options in our forward line. If, let's say, three first-team forwards get injured, mm -hmm. we've got no good options to bring in for cover. I think as well, with, with, our, with our forwards, we've been speaking about this with Dave Pritt on the Academy Review, we've got some good youngsters, the likes of Joe uh, Hugill uh, and obviously Charlie McNeil, but they're a couple of seasons away from the first team, I think, anyway. So if you've got Cavani for another year, then maybe when it is time for him to move on, the likes of McNeil and people like that start challenging or start becoming fringe players in the first mm. team. Who knows, maybe we'll even do something like, you know, Max Rashford, get a chance and just excel. But it makes sense, I suppose, to keep, well, not suppose, it does make sense to keep uh, an instant Cavani around. Um, Erling Haaland, we were speaking about him earlier. Ole Gunnar Solskjaer has been praising him because obviously Ole knows him. They work together at Mulder. Um, he's been uh, praising him, saying that he... He expects him. I'll say exactly what he said. Um, he said that he spent 18 months together. Was it was it 18 months we had together or something like that? Um, a fantastic time. Um, he will surely have a super career for both Norway um, and his club. He's doing extremely well for Dortmund. We will see where he ends up. Um, yeah, I can see as well. Mm. Um, Erling Haaland has scored 39 goals in 41 games for Borussia Dortmund. Solskjaer coached Haaland during his time in charge of Mulder. It's quite certain Erling will have a fantastic career. And I've said that. I follow Erling closely. I think he's got two mm. goals tonight, hasn't he? Um, Haaland, um, Dortmund taking on Sevilla, so yeah, he's just a gold machine, isn't he? I mean, it still pains me we didn't get him. I, you can imagine. I mean, we look like. Listen, I like Odin Agallo, yeah, and I like Edinson Cavani, but I think had we got Erling Haaland when we were interested in him or when he moved to Dortmund, mm -hmm. then he's worth at least this season six points. Yeah, and, and it's a completely you different look at story. The transfers we've actually made this summer. I know that Haal, um, Cavani's looked pretty good. And he's sort of forced his way in, largely, let's not, be, let's not forget, due to horrific form for Martial. If Martial was in the same form as he was last season, he'd, and he'd continued that, I'm not certain Cavani would be playing every week. Not because he's not good enough, but just because he wasn't brought in to be the main striker. He's had to become that because, first of all, he's very good, and second of all, Martial hasn't been very good. But we finished third last year, and we were backed up with Alex Tellez, who seemingly is a backup left-back, Van der Beek, who's a backup midfielder, Pellistri and Diallo, who neither of which have even made a substitute appearance for the first team yet. No. Cavani, who, uh, and Cavani, who just happens to be our number nine because our other number nine has been dreadful. Yeah. Like, actually, the signings we've made have been so underwhelming. And I don't mean in terms of their performances, I just mean in terms of where we were, how Ole improved the team, how he got rid of so many players. I know he brought Bruno in, which is a bit of money that you can maybe say was meant for the summer, but... You know, it wasn't that much money. It was 40-odd million going up to maybe 60 because of how good he's been. Like, 
we didn't back up the team with any first team or any supposed first team options. That's just ridiculous. So like, oh, Haaland, oh, we couldn't have got him, we went to Dortmund. For me, I just think we have to get someone like that. Yeah. And just because we've got better and just because Bruno has dragged us to being one of the best teams in the league, we need actual improvements on the starting eleven from last season, which, again, Cavani's been the only one that has done that, and that's because Martial's been so bad. Like, we need to improve our first team. We need a right winger, we need another striker, we need a centre-back and we need a defensive midfielder. And we need at least three of those coming into the first team this season. Because why would we get any better otherwise? No. You don't just get better by, I, I admit, you know, by improving the squad, you'll probably pick up more wins throughout the season because you can rotate more, you can do that sort of thing. And sometimes, if you're within five points of top of the league, a better squad that you can draw from when someone gets injured or when you need to rest players, that could make that difference. But when you're, what, 30 points off the top of the league like we were last season, the fact that we're so close to top now is an incredible achievement rather than something where you go, well, yeah, of course we should be near the top. We should have got Haaland when he was available. And if he's available this summer or next summer, we should get him then. Yeah. It doesn't just go away because Cavani's been better than we thought. We need world-class players in, in pretty much every position. You can get away with maybe three or four players that aren't real great players. And we've got probably six or seven at the moment. And that has to change. And, you know, Haaland seems to be the best in his position, certainly for his age. It, and, and Ollie knows him. It changes slightly the way that he, he will comment on a player like this because because he does know him, he's probably more willing to say, yeah, I'll follow his career. If it was someone like you know, Sancho or Varane, he's probably more likely to say, I don't comment on opposition, players, uh, opposition team's players. But with Haaland, he has a personal relationship. He can say this. But to me, the fact that he is saying this suggests that we are still interested in him and Oli would still like to sign him for Manchester United. And we need to get players like that. Um, yeah, I agree completely. Danny Shields in the sub chat says, with all the summer transfer discussion be moot if the Glazers continue their pattern of non-investment when the club qualifies for the Champions League. Wouldn't be surprised if it was, mate, to be honest with you. You know, the Glazers are like mm -hmm. parasitic. Um, but we can live in hope that we actually do go for it in the summer because, you know, I don't see us kicking on unless we make some signings. We have to make some signings. We have to strengthen, especially when you know, as you've mentioned there, you look at what City did in the summer. They went and got like Diaz has been has been a fantastic signing for him. Yeah. They've even got the Nathan Aki's not really barely played. No. Do you know what I mean? They went out and bought players who could have gone in the first team, but they did, but didn't. And then they they, they they got players who obviously have done as well. And obviously they were starting on a higher level than us. We're playing catch up with teams like City and Liverpool mm. and bringing in less or fewer players, sorry, than they are. Or, arguably less quality um, and it's just it's not on uh, guys do hit the like button as well if you're watching give us a like on the channel please and get involved in the comments let us know what you think do you think we should go all out for Jaden Sancho do you think we should go all out for Erling Haaland do you still think we can get either of those players or both of them what's the priority do you think it is a, a right winger as Joe's been talking about is it a striker is it a centre back all those areas are being spoken about which one do you think is the priority or do we need to strengthen in all three in the summer if we're to have any realistic chance of challenging from the title because one thing they think this season has given us even if it only turns out for being to, for that month was a taste of a title challenge yeah. it was what it was like to sit on top of the table and you know, bring back the memories of when we used to challenge the titles and I think we want to be there again don't we mm -hmm. for a lot longer than a month obviously um, shall we talk about Jules Finally. Kunday. Sorry. Finally, the Jay. The £61 million man mm. who some people on socials, I'm not watching the game, so I don't know, are saying he's having a bit of a tough time of it tonight. Well. Um, although, Sevilla have just got a goal back, so it's... So he must be 2-3-2. Yeah, so forget that, he's mint. 
Um, over in uh, Spain for the Sevilla Dortmund game. Mm -hmm. um, as you can see from the graphic, United are willing to pay £61 million for the centre back. You're a big fan, aren't you? Yeah, I really like him. This is from, coming from Sky Sports. He's, Sorry, yeah. he's, he's reportedly one of Ollie's main targets this summer. He looks for a solid partner for £80 million captain. Don't, don't have to put the price in every time. We know how much Harry Maguire was. Um, I, would, I'd, I would happily have Kunde at Manchester United. I'd, I like what he. In terms of his overall quality and his consistency, I can't really comment on that because, I, again, I haven't seen a, a huge amount of Sevilla's games. What I know he is good at is carrying the ball forward. Uh, he's, he's a quick player. Yeah. He's, he's a decisive player. He's a lot of the things that you know would complement Maguire's abilities whilst being good on the ball. The goal he scored against Barcelona last week was absolutely stunning, carrying the ball basically from the edge of his own box uh, into the Barcelona's box and sticking it in the, the roof of the net. Um, so someone with those sorts of qualities would, of course, be great for Manchester United, and we, and we definitely need a centre-back. The one thing I would say about centre-backs generally, um, and obviously that doesn't mean we can't comment on these things and give our opinions and ask for your opinions at home as well, but the, the, the thing with centre-backs is you look at most of the, of the top centre-backs in Premier League history that weren't British, because obviously that, you know, that, that means they're probably coming through one of, the, one of the top clubs anyway. You look at almost all of them, and they were relatively unknown when they came to England. Yeah. You look, you know, Carvalho, Vidic, company, Yap Stam had a decent reputation, but certainly wasn't, you know, coming like Sergio Ramos, how we've been, how we've been linked with him. A lot of these players that are the top ones ever, no one really knew about them that much. And they came in, oh, isn't it surprising? You know, Vidic was, what was it, 12 million, uh, company, 6 million. Um, all these players coming in and, uh, you know, massively improving teams. It's, it's always hard to judge centre-backs because, it's a, it depends so much on the way they work with the other centre-back, with the goalkeeper, with the system, because as we saw last season, Man United had the second-best um, record in the league in terms of goals conceded, and then this season they've got the worst in the top ten. No. And that's not because the players have changed defensively, no. that's because the system has changed slightly. So you don't always know how it's going to work with each different system. So I would almost trust the club and trust Solskjaer in buying whoever they think is the right player. If it's Koundé, then great. If it's you know Varane or uh, Konate or whoever it may be, great. But for me, I just think we need a centre-back Get you know, show off about your scouting network with 500 centre backs that you've watched. Pick the best one, get them in, and, and improve the defence because there's clearly areas to improve on. But for me, it's always hard to judge a centre back because they can look great in one team and shit in another. Or you know, to use John Stones as the example again, he, he's been crap for 18 months. If you believe, you know, he doesn't play from. Everyone's ruled him off as a, as a shit like player. like he was going in it in the and summer, now, and now he's come back. When he brought in Diaz and Ake, everyone's yeah. like, "Well, that's John Stones on his way out there." Yeah. Um, and he's in the know, best partnership he, in the league. Yeah, and he's been sort of essential to their the season. Um, AJ in the super chat says, "I'm watching Kunde, and he's like a Lindelof defending." What superb? Mm. Um, I'd rather get a monster like Canate. Also, Sancho is a must baller fire emoji. Mm. So that says it all. Really. Listen, I agree with you. Centre backs are so weird, and it's so people get so sort of quick to judge centre backs. Mm. Do you remember like when Van Dijk went to Liverpool and he had that stinker against Swansea, and then was like wrote him off straight away. Seventy-five million quid down the drain, then. <laughs> yeah. uh, that'll CG scousers. And then next week, you know, they're winning a lot with him, mm -hmm. uh, but not in the same season. Just for, for that, and they just like to take trophies together, don't they? They don't win a match in the same season like what we do. No. Anyway, I digress. Yeah, we'll have to see what happens with that. Six to one million quid. It's weird, isn't it? Because six to one million quid now, it's a hell of a lot of money, mm. but it's not like 
as much as some of the figures we've been quoted in the past. Obviously, we've paid more for Maguire than that. You were talking about Koulibaly earlier. Wasn't his fee like 100 million yeah. for him? And he was 28 at the time. Yeah. We won't get out of bed for less than 100 million, he used to say, didn't they? Crazy. crazy money. Yeah. Um, like yourself, I don't know a lot about Kunde. I know, obviously, from our time facing mm. Sevilla and from what I've seen him here, looks like a very good player. It's whether he's the right type of player as well that can come in alongside Harry Maguire. Because as we say almost every day on this channel, whether you're a big Harry Maguire fan or not, he's almost irrelevant because mm. Ole Gunnar Solskjaer is not going to pay 80 million quid for a defender. Make him his captain and then replace him two years later. It just no. ain't going to happen. Whoever comes in is going to partner Harry Maguire unless there's a different manager because Ole Gunnar Solskjaer has made Harry Maguire his main man and convinced the board to fund that, that transfer. So it, it's about getting the right partner for Harry Maguire. Now, our, Eric Bailly looks like he was that one time, but we know his injury problems. We can't rely on him. Victor Lindelof's form's been very patchy. Axel Tuanzebe hasn't quite established himself yeah, he's, he's had, you know, like, was it a great performance in Paris, but he's not been able to build on that. Obviously, had ter uh, terrible injury problems since he came back from loan at Aston Villa. So it looks like United are going to have to splash the cash. Kunde or Kanati seems to be mm. the two main targets, and United now saying they're willing to pay 61 million quid for him, for, Kana uh, for Kunde, sorry. Makes sense. We'll have to wait and see what happens, though. Um, but there's no doubt we, we need to strengthen. Oli Gunnar Solskjaer in his press conference was talking about, I think, he was talking about how. Our approach to defenders change. We're, we're, we're sort of playing a much higher line. Yeah. We're not, you know, you, you've got to adapt to that. It's gradual. It doesn't happen overnight. Mm. And maybe you bring in a player that is more ready for that sort of thing. Um, United. Should we move on to another um, transfer story? Yes. Um, Manchester United are interested in silver. Now chasing the jewels, are we? Chasing the jewels. Now I know you're thinking, mm. David Silver. He's a bit past him, mate. Past him, mate. He's we a bit so old, isn't he? And he used to play for City. Don't mm. think so. Uh, no, it's Andre Silva. Um, a different Silva. It's a different Silva. Um, who we're interested Silva. in. Um, yes. Um, apparently, I mean, he's had a, a great season. He scored 19 goals, is it, in 22 mm. games? Um, also providing Fantastic. five assists. Don't know a lot about this. 3-1 uh, City, by the way, to interrupt you. So that game's done. For fuck's sake. I mean, did we expect anything else? Uh, no, but I got hopeful after Everton scored. Um, Pickford got a hand to it, but it didn't stop it going in because his hands are made of soft cheese, Jay. Sorry, carry on. Silver. <laughs> Silver, yeah. Um, who's that? Um, right, so we go. We can see what it says here from, again, it's from Evening News, but it's come out of Germany. It says, uh, reports in Germany claim United could compete with Atletico Madrid to sign the forward who is currently at Eintracht Frankfurt after moving there from AC Milan last summer. Um, yeah, I mean, his record is pretty impressive. Yeah. 20, yeah, like I said, 90 goals in 22 games. He's 25 years old, so he's not mm. a kid, but he's, you know, he's not at his peak. I mean, again, I don't know a lot about him. His, his numbers certainly look impressive, don't they? Um, it's just a case of, is, is he the man? Is he the man that Manchester United are going to go for to, to you presumably become our number nine? It doesn't seem quite like that sort of big name that you'd expect, that you think if you're going to come in and be Manchester United number nine. Now, that's not necessarily a bad thing. Some of the best you know, players we've had haven't been the sort of marquee signings. They've been the ones that are in the sort of mid-range that come in and, and do an absolutely fantastic job. He may be one of those. I'm just, I'm not so sure. It seems a little bit like this, maybe some sort of paper talk and yeah. maybe, maybe sort of United, again, have looked at him and because he's scoring so many goals, he's on a few radars and as is one of them. It strikes me as one of the, like I said, paper talk. Um, he's got a lot of goals in a decent league, so why wouldn't we be after him? But 
you know, he's, he's, he's 25 years old, he's, he looks like a good player. I just don't think if we are going to be going after a, a striker to, you know, we, we've got decent options up front at the minute. We, we don't need another striker unless it's to replace one of our strikers. And I don't think he's going to come in and replace either Greenwood or Martial or um, Cavani either. So for me, this one probably is a bit of paper talk as Kevin De Bruyne is about to come on for Manchester City. So he's back, Jay. Do you know what? Thank God for that. I've been worried yeah. sick. But do you know something City's else? Injuries we're and, no one, and no one will be willing to admit this, but this is the case. City's best ever season, De Bruyne was injured for most of it. Then he comes back and they win it again, I'll give him that. Then he, gets, then he comes back again and Liverpool win it and they're shit. Then he starts the season really well and City are shit. Then he gets injured and they're incredible. So hopefully him coming back will mean that they go shit again. I think that's a very... They aren't relying on Kevin De Bruyne. Oh, I've just seen that goal. That's yeah. terrible Pickford from Jordan Pickford. Yeah. He's absolutely... What is you say? He's like hands made of cheese. Soft cheese. What, is that like... Like what? your Breeze, your Camemberts, your Goats, Brackets General, you know, your Philadelphias, your Cottage Cheeses. Oh, right, OK. Actually, is that soft cheese or is that liquid cheese? I don't know. You're the cheese expert. You, you tell me. Yeah, good I only have cheddar. Do you? Yeah. Mild, no, that's not true. My old cheddar. That's not true. I've oh, Red you, Leicester as well. No, and I've seen you dipping into a, a drink. Oh, yeah. Cheese. Philadelphia, I forgot yeah, about that. I, I, have, I have Philadelphia, I have my old cheddar, and I have um, Red Leicester. Mm. Favourite of the three? Probably Red Leicester, but it's a slightly little bit more expensive, so unless we're pushing the bow out, I'm not mm. going to go mad. Cheese is cheese. Unless it? you've done well on the pools, <laughs> you're not getting a Red Leicester, are you? Unless Mrs. had a good night at the bingo. Yeah. Um, cheese is cheese, isn't it? Oh, Danny Shields in a super chat said, 740 watching, 178 likes, takes two seconds to help out. Great free content you're enjoying. Thanks, Danny. Yeah, do hit the like button, please, if you are watching. We do appreciate your support, as what always. What the fuck are Man City up to, by the way? What are they doing? What do you mean? We're fucking winning every game for two months, Jay. You know 18 why? games you know in why? a row. Cheated. Dickheads. That's Honestly, why. who does yeah. this? Who oh. does this? I'm just going to go out and buy all the best players. It's literally a, a top flight uh, British record. The most games won in all competitions in a row by any English team ever. On the year that was meant to be our big year, Jay. How many fans are in the stadium? Fuck all. Doesn't count now. Right, good. Seriously. What, what are they mean? playing at? Enjoy it with Why no one there. Do this now? Football they, is nothing without fans. Do you know so what they therefore, are? this doesn't count. They're cowards. Just like last season. They're cowards, Man City. You didn't dare do this last year when Liverpool looked good, did you? Oh, and now, now it's Man United who haven't won a title in eight years. All of a sudden, you can be good again. Cowards. 27 years we stopped the Scousers from winning the league. We'll do the same yeah. to you and all. 27. And when it was your turn to stop the Scousers winning the league, what did you do? You fucked it right up because you're pathetic. All that money, all them doctors, and you couldn't even stop the Scousers winning the league. You should be ashamed of yourselves. Yeah, what were we clapping for? Not Man City, that's for sure. No, I wasn't. Tell you what. Their doctors don't work for the NHS anyway. No. Let's put it that way. Allegedly. Um, enough about Manchester City and their yeah. dodgy doctors. Speaking allegedly. Um, yeah. Let's move on to something more cheery. Um, Max Ahrens, um, who we've been banging on about for... Uh, and let's not forget, they should have had a ban. They should have had, what was it, a transfer ban they were meant to get that they overturned for only breaking some of the, all of the rules that they broke. Oh, we'll just give you a four million fine instead for breaking the rules. Not a ban for buying whoever you want and taking the piss. They shouldn't even be in Europe, for starters. Do you know what? I know this is league, but fuck me. They, they should That's be, a good point. They should That's be feeling I, the wrath do, of the rule book. If they do in the Champions League, it won't count. I think we can all establish that. Disgusting. Um, uh, that's another trophy that'll have an asterisk next to it. Um, let's move on to something more important than Manchester City. Max Ahrens, 
We've been going on about him for ages, haven't we? Norwich uh, right about. We love him, don't we? Yeah, you're a big fan, aren't you? Yeah, I am. And now Bayern Munich want to go. See? Me and Bayern Munich, we're on the same page. Um, having a good season at Norwich. Had a decent season in the Premier League when Norwich were in the Premier League, to be fair. Um, I know we've got Aaron Wan-Bissaka, but there's always been talk of us bringing someone else in as backup or, you know, a bit of competition, perhaps. Aaron Wan-Bissaka's form hasn't always been the best. Um, as you can see from the graphic there, United are interested in Max Aaron's. He's also a big target for Bayern Munich. Norwich want around 35 to 40 million euros, and that's from Fabrizio Romano on his Here We Go podcast. 35 million euros, 40 million euros. I mean, that's not breaking a bank, is it? You think United, if they really wanted him, could go for him in the summer. The question is, do we want him as much as Bayern Munich do, or do we want yeah. come, really? Because he's sort of been linked with us. He, got, he first got linked with us, didn't he, when we went for Aaron Wan-Bissaka and the, the, contract, uh, the negotiations for that deal were dragging on. And then these stories started coming out in the press, didn't they? Oh, United are looking at Aaron's as an alternative and you felt it stunk of Ed Woodward briefing the press going, well, if uh, Palace keep playing our ball, we'll just get yeah. Max Aaron's. And then Palace went, we don't care, get Max Aaron's and we want 50 million quid. Yeah. And United went, all right, then we'll give you 50 million quid for Aaron yeah. And that was the end of that. But he keeps getting linked with us and he's a player that we'd like to see. But... Bayern Munich, it's not easy, is it, convincing someone to come to United when you've got a guaranteed Bundesliga title if you care about that sort of thing at uh, Bayern Munich? And I think footballers do tend to care about that sort of thing, don't they? Winning trophies and playing for yeah, teams that win Champions League. Anyone that. can win the Bundesliga. That's true. Unless you, know you play for Dortmund because they'd never win it. And yet, somehow, we all think they're really good. One trophy in eight years, look it up if you don't believe me. And even that was a glorified community shield. Absolute disgrace. Um, I'm fuming at Man City. I can't. I, why I'm did you think it's the hope that kills you? No, I know, but why? I don't mind them winning the league, Jay. But make it. Don't just fucking win every game for the rest of the season. But like, I love how if, you're angry I, at them I, for I'll winning games. I'll be coming back to that, by the way, Cam. Win every game to the season, as Ooh. if you didn't shit yourself last season. Oh, Liverpool are good. Oh, I can't win anything. And now look at you. <laughs> Absolutely shit it last year, and now they're all, oh, we're, oh, I forgot to tell you, we're fucking well hard again. Well, no, you're not, because remember last year when you were little shit. Right, Max Aaron's what we're on about. I don't think we need to spend that much money at right back. We just bought a right back for 50 million quid, who I think is very good. We've got the likes of Brandon Williams, we've got Ethan Laird, who seems to be doing very well on Ethan loan at Laird, the moment. Yeah, doing well at, uh, He's almost in bye territory in terms of injuries. Um, but if he does come back, if he can stay fit, I think he would be more than good enough as a, as a backup option alongside Brandon Williams. Um, and not because I think we don't have the money, because you know you look at Man United's bank account, we make more than pretty much any club in the world pretty much every year. Um, yeah. But we don't spend like we make more than everyone else. We sort of spend third, fourth, or fifth highest um, of anyone, and you know we earn more than most of those teams. So if we are going to only theoretically spend. What is, it, what is it they tend to spend? Between 80 and 100 million, uh, what's the word, net spend at most? I don't know why Max Aarons would be part of that personally. I think there's bigger fish to fry in bigger areas of the pitch. Um, right, like I said, right wing striker, centre back, centre uh, defensive midfielder would all be ahead of a right back for me. As much as I like him, if you're spending 40 million euros, which is what, 35 million quid, I think putting that towards a, a winger or a defensive midfielder would be a, a wiser investment personally yeah I get where you're coming from unfortunately unlike Manchester City I don't want to keep going on about them we don't have owners that have loads of money and want to invest it in transfers we have owners that take out loads of money out of the club and we're likely to only have a set amount of, as you said which is around £100 million net if that mm. so is our, Max Aaron's going to be one of those players we bring in I think you're probably right 
We'll have to wait and see what happens with that one. Maybe, maybe we will sign him, but it's it's doubtful. And as you've said, we've still got Ethan Laird. Um, Brandon Williams can obviously play on the right as well. He's, he's right-footed. So there's there's options there. It's not like we're just relying on Aaron Wambasaka. We'll have to wait and see what he's smirking. Can't possibly say it. I'm sorry. It's not. A, it's something that a comment made me think of. I can't say it because right. it's rude. Okay. <laughs> Go on. I'll tell you after. And it really is rude. I'm not just saying it to be like, ooh, right. a bit cheeky. Can't say it. Right, okay. <laughs> I'll, I'll tweet it when he tells me. No, you won't. Um, all right, I won't. Um, <laughs> should we move on from Max yes, Aaron's please. and whatever it is you're on about? So, youngsters in the United squad, because unlike other teams and that mob down the road, we give our youngsters a chance. And mm. Shortsire has been added to United's Europa League squad. Shola Shortsire. Mm. Um, I mean, there's a chance that is it Ahmed Diallo as well yep. could feature against Real Sociedad? Um, we had Dave Pritt on the Academy Review the other day talking about how the Academy team, the under-23s, but I know that's not the Academy, but players, young players playing for the under-23s and the under-18s have had a pretty good week. Uh, you've got the likes of uh, Joe Hugill, you've got the likes of Charlie McNeil banging in the goals and now you've got um, Charlotte Shortire and Ahmad Diallo in the first team squad. What are you laughing at? Same thing as before, move on. All right, OK. <laughs> Right, so it looks like there, as you can see in the graphic there, yeah. Shola Sotsaya could make his United debut this week after he was added to the club's Europa League squad. Real Sociedad, mm. fifth in La Liga, mm -hmm. good team. Got Jan Azai and, and David Silva and obviously some other players. Um, is this the right time, do you think, for the likes of Sotsaya and Diallo to be given a, a ch chance in the first team? Short is 17, isn't he? Yes, I think. I think he is. I mean, that's, you know, as young as he He's gets in, very, terms very of, good. in terms of uh, um, debut. So it'd be, I'd be surprised, if, I mean, he won't start. I'd be surprised if he did come on. Um, Diallo's a slightly different matter because he's, he's slightly older. He has played first-team football for, you know, t a top-flight team in Italy, in, in Atalanta. Um, and he was bought for a significant fee that, you know, suggests he's one for the first team this year or, you know, that sort of first team squad this year anyway. Um, so Diallo maybe has a chance. Shortire, again, is part of this thing that Ole likes to do, like I said before, that, that Fergie likes to do as well, where you see a young player who's promising, who's playing really well at the moment, and then you give him uh, a, a, an away European trip or a home European trip to get him used to being with the squad, to get him used to flying on the plane and training with the first team. <clears throat> and all those sorts of things that really make you feel like you're part of the club and that you're on your way to doing something for the club and then you don't necessarily play them but the, part of the experience was just going out there and doing it and that's probably what I would assume the, the deal is with, with Shortire if he does if he does travel. Diallo, like I said, on the other hand, maybe he has got a chance and maybe he, sh he should have a chance because he plays in a position that we don't have anyone in. As someone mentioned in the comments before and as, as we said there, um, it might give Mason Greenwood a chance to play in the number nine if Diallo does play on the right. Um, but yeah, it's, it's great to see him added in there and it's a reflection of his performances for the youth teams this season. But I think it's probably too early for him to be playing in the first team. Yeah, I mean, we all get excited when we see these youngsters and we, we see how good they are and, and sort of the skills they've got and exciting players as well. You look at players like Shortire and, mm. and players like Diallo, especially the sort of the players that fans love because they like to get hold of the ball, go past players and stuff like that. Um, but as you said, you know, Diallo is a... A, a big signing. Yeah. I know he's only a kid, but he's a signing that came in with all the sort of expectation that comes with a if, big if signing. If we pay the full amount for, for Diallo, he'll be our most expensive signing of the summer. 
I think it was, was Van der Beek was 37, and oh. I think he can go up to 40 million euros. Oh, right, if we I thought he was the way around. Right. The, um, I thought he was up to 37. E regardless, right, sorry, similar. Yeah, 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 e e equal highest with, with Van der Beek. Obviously, we don't know the specific details, but the point I'm trying to say is he's one of our no, most yeah, expensive yeah, yeah, signings. Yeah, he's, not, he's not pennies, is it? And no. the facts, you know, listen, it wasn't just 37 million, as Joe just said up front. It was with add ons, but those add ons are sort of things like you'd expect, you know would be things like, oh, if he goes on to win trophies, if he goes on to make so many appearances, so many goals. Remember with Martial, I think it was things like if he wins the Ballon d'Or and stuff mm -hmm. like that. I'm not sure if that's the case. But you put a lot of um, these stipulations, you know, these these deals in because you expect them to happen. You expect there's a player with a possibility of doing that. So, yeah, I could see Diallo getting a goal, uh, getting a, a chance against Real Sociedad. He's been absolutely smashing it um, for the under-23s. Mm -hmm. Short I may have to wait. Um, some people, someone in the comments there saying Shortere. Yes, we've heard it. It might be Shortere or Shortai. I've been saying Shortai for weeks and then someone corrected me. So forgive me, I'm butchering. And yet another name uh, there. But it's good to see these youngsters, even if they don't get a chance, in the squad, isn't it? Just travelling with the first team. Yeah. Getting, a, you know, getting what it feels like to be in and around the first team because we've seen it in the past with Manchester United and how, you know, when we brought players through the year, Ferguson was very good at it, wasn't he? He was just getting him you know, what it's like to travel, what it's like to just train and eat with the, with the, the players, be away on a European game, and then you might get a chance sort of further down the line, but you're not just thrown in mm -hmm. because you've already had that sort of experience of travelling with them. So I'll be slightly disappointed if it, uh, may, more for Diallo if I don't see him feature at all against Solskjaer, mm. but the fact that they're at least in the squad gives me some comfort because it shows that Ole Gunnar Solskjaer does plan to use them sooner rather than later, and they are exciting players. Um, also, in a similar sort of vein, we know that Cavani and Donny van der Beek are out of mm. tomorrow's game against Sociedad. Both of them have got injuries, um, so we won't be seeing either of those two. I mean, it's one of those games, isn't it, where if it was like this was a Premier League game, I'd be a bit gutted about Cavani missing it. Yeah. Um, I'm not that bothered that he's missing a Europa League game, to be honest with you. Even though I would have him in as, a, as, a start, as a first team player. I don't think he'd have started anyway, if I'm being honest, because I don't know if he can play a game every three or four days. And I think if you're going to rest him for any game, then you'd rest him for the Europa League game rather than the Premier League game coming up against Newcastle. Um, so it's more of a shame, I think, for Van der Beek. I think Van der Beek probably could have started this game. I think he would have done. Mm. Yeah, I think he probably would have played. Um, yeah, Cavani, I don't mind him missing too much. Hopefully he's back soon, um, because we do need him for the league especially. But... Yeah, I don't think it's a, the biggest miss, him not being in the Europa League squad. No, it's probably just a bit of a shame for him. And What do you make of all the, the Van der Beek stuff? Because people are like getting really annoyed, the fact he's not playing more football, not starting more games. and seems to be this little bit of a debate on, on social media with, amongst United fans of whether we're wasting him, whether he should be playing more games and whether if we had started him more, we wouldn't have had this recent poor run of form that we've had. I don't, I don't buy into it, to be honest. Right. I, th I like him. I think he's yeah. good. He offers something different to a lot of our players, certainly in deeper areas. Um, but he's... I just think no one wants to, wants to win games more than Ollie. Yeah. And he sees him every single day in training. Yeah. He knows exactly how good he is. He knows what he can do. Yeah. Do you think he wouldn't want to play him if he was, if he was no. brilliant? I'm not saying he's, he can't ever be brilliant, but sometimes, like, sometimes players... The, the game's finished there, by the way. 3-1 Manchester City. Um, 
pathetic. Sometimes players come in straight away and force their way into the squad straight away, like um, like Bruno did, obviously. But then other times, it takes a little while. It, it, you're not just in and thrown in and immediately that's your position. He's got good players to fight with there. He's, he's had Pogba and uh, Matic and Fred and McTominay and, and Bruno as well that he, he needs to get in front of all, any of these players to, to play a game. I, th I don't think Fred's been going through the best form at the minute, but other than that... Most players have been pretty good in midfield for United this year. Let's not forget we were top until about three weeks ago. So it's not as though he's, we're, we're in the relegation zone and he's still not getting a game. He's also made 27 appearances for United this season. So he's also yeah. not, not playing. 27. You know, he's played 10 more games than, than, than Tellers, for instance, who there isn't this huge clamour for him to play every week. He's played 10 more games than Tellers this year and three of Tellers' games were for Porto. So it's not as though, you know, everyone's getting loads of games except Donny who can't get a sniff. He's playing regularly. He's not playing a lot of minutes, admittedly. But there's plenty of chance for him to prove himself um, if, if there is something to be proved by him. No, I agree. I think it's a little bit old to see the way that everyone sort of loses their minds when Donny van der Beek's not in the team. I would like to see maybe, you know, have played a little bit more football, come on a little bit sooner than he does do yeah. sometimes when he's brought on as a substitute. But I'm not like oh my God, why isn't Donny van der Beek starting when I see the team sheet? Especially when you look at the options we've got in midfield, up until recently, Paul Popper, of course, Bruno Fernandes, and then more defensively-minded players, or mm. Scott McTominay as well, he's having a great season, especially in terms of goals. So it's very difficult to go, oh, well, I'll tell you what, Donny van der Beek, yeah, he's a, he's a first name on the team sheet. I think we might need to be a little bit more patient. Mm -hmm. But saying that, with Pogba out and some of the results we're having, maybe now is the time, once yep. he's fit, of course, for Donny van der Beek to get some more game time. Uh, Danny Shields in the Super Chat, says, despite the recent drop-off in performances, does Oli deserve massive credit for bringing us to a point where we're disappointed to not be in a genuine title race? Is he the best manager since Fergie? I'd say so. Yeah, me too. Yes to both. I think he, he needs more credit. I think he is getting that a bit more now. Um, a lot of the... You saw Oli out and stuff after the game the other day, and a lot of that was people saying, can't believe people are saying Oli out. Yeah. I saw more of that than I did people actually saying we should get rid of him. And, um, you know, it won't take long before those people come back out of the woodwork if the if, if we do drop out of the top four, which is, you know, quite possible. There's, there's currently four points in it, um, and that could be uh, lessened if certain teams win their games in hand. So, you know, we're not that far off being out of the top four, let alone out of the title race. But as it stands, we've, we've improved massively. Um, and you've got to give credit for that because it's not easy to improve Manchester United, as we've seen. Every manager that's come in pretty much has left the club in a worse place than they took, it, they took over it. So it's, obviously other than Fergie, but it's not easy to improve Manchester United. And if Ollie left now, he would be leaving it in a better place than, when he, than you know, where it was when he arrived. So, yeah, he's got to get credit for that. I think one thing that often goes under the radar, doesn't get spoken about enough, we've only gone to Solskjaer, um, and you know, I know, listen, it's not been perfect with Ollie. Some of the results we've had since he took over haven't been good enough. Mm. But by and large, it's a lot more enjoyable being a Manchester United fan than it has well. been post Fergie. You know, listen, Jose Mourinho in his first season won two trophies, which was great. And Stockholm was one of my favourite nights as a Red. But by and large, you know, the games weren't great. I think that first season in the league, we, we, we sort of out of the top four by Christmas and never looked mm -hmm. like getting back in it. We more or less gave up on it. So week in, week out, you were watching a lot of dross. Louis van Gaal, who had a good record against some of the bigger teams, but you know, didn't, we didn't score a goal down mine in the ground for three months. You know, do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It was horrible to watch that football sometimes. And um, So it's not been you know, great under other managers at all, even though you know, Louis van Gaal gave us the FA Cup, Jose gave us a couple of trophies, and I appreciate that. We had some good cup campaigns under those managers. 
and obviously finished second in the, in the league under Jose. But even when we finished second, you know, we were out of the title race by Christmas. Mm -hmm. We finished 19 points behind City. It wasn't a title challenge. It was just we were the, the, the closest team to City, despite being so far away from them. So this, under Ole, isn't perfect by any stretch, but it's a lot more enjoyable. You've seen a lot more goals. You've seen some better football. And you've had, OK, it's only been a sort of flirtation, but a flirtation where you've been top of the table. You know, we've not had that. We've been near the top of the table after 20 games. We haven't yeah. had that in, since Fergie left. No, so it's not... Perfect, as I keep saying, mm. but it's been a lot more enjoyable and I think I can see what Ollie's trying to do and I, I buy into it, I really do, and I hope he gets the chance to, to finish the job because I think we are seeing progress despite the haters. Um, just moving on to the final few stories. Another one is Varane is on United's wish list. Um, Raphael Varane, of course, you're a big fan, aren't you? Yeah, he's great. I mean, who isn't a big fan of Raphael Varane? But well, wait, wait till we sign him and you'll find out. Yeah, exactly, Mate, everyone. Honestly. Oh, the shit, I saw him the other night in Champions League and he didn't score two goals. Yeah, that, that is the sort of... Or someone will do it like a clip of mistakes that he's made yeah. over like the last 10 years and edit him down to 30 seconds like it was one game. Go, yeah. Look at this. Maybe add some Benny Hill music. Um, yeah, but as you can see from the graphic, Manchester United will prioritise signing a new centre-back in the summer. As manager, Ole Gunnar Solskjaer looks to solve his team's defensive frailties. Mm -hmm. Raphael Varane, for me, probably ticks pretty much all of the boxes yeah. that you'd want for a centre-back signing. The, um, slightly, the one that doesn't tick, well, the one he ticks that you don't necessarily want is somewhat injury-prone. That's the, that's the only one he ticks where you go, that's not good. Maybe, yeah, if you're going to be sort of, well, not say harsh, yeah, because I suppose you can point to his injury record, mm. isn't great. But in terms of, he's still relatively young, he's 27. Yep. And, so, and therefore he's got experience. People some in the chats were saying earlier, can someone come and play alongside Maguire who's got experience and can command that but defence? I don't know about the command defence, but he's certainly got experience, Raphael Varane, because mm. he's been around for so long that he was a target under Sir Alex Ferguson. Remember when Fergie wanted him? Um, yeah. When he was at, was it Lons? He was at, um, yeah, when he was at Lons. Fergie, what are you? So he's got the experience. He's obviously won the lot. He's literally won, I think, every trophy he could possibly win. He's won the Champions League a lot of times, he's won the Liga, he's won the World Cup. Um, you mentioned there about his injury record. It's not terrible, though. I mean, he played 29 games last season, wasn't great, all right. But mm -hmm. look at Just the. Just Donny's played 27 this year. Yeah, for I know, so it's not yeah. right, but. Season before that, 43. Season yep. before that, 43. Season before that, 44. So it's only last season where you've sort of maybe looked yeah, at his, his injuries and go. Earlier okay. on in his career, when he was sort of 19, 20, 21, he had a lot of injuries back then, right. which he largely overcame, and yeah. then the little dip last year. So that's why I said somewhat injury right. prone, not because he's, yeah. he's, he's, he's not. not, you know, he's not we're not Bayer. talking Eric Bayer, are we? No. Here? We're talking someone who you may question slightly, but listen, if Raphael Varane came to United, I'd be buzzing. I just don't see it, don't no. see it happening. Don't think it's a case of. Is he good enough? I think he is. I don't think it's a case of will he, you know, will he fit into this side or like Joe was mentioning, is he, are his injuries enough to put you off? I don't think any of those things. No. I think the only issue is I don't know if we can get him. Yeah. And I don't think Manchester United is quite the pull it used to be. Um, you know, a move from like one of the top clubs in Europe to come to United used yeah. to happen, and it used to be like, yeah, that's fairly normal if you're going to go away from Madrid. United are one of the big boys, mm. but now it might be difficult. Well, is it, you is can one imagine four European Cups in the last seven years, and he's won, and he won the Liga last year, like. It's, you know, Real Madrid are hardly a shit team. They're one of the best teams in the world. No. Um, I think he's probably doing this. If there is any truth to these rumours, I would suspect it's for a bigger contract at Madrid because his contract runs out at the end of next season. Um, I don't expect this to happen, although it would be great if it did. I think he's doing a 
Ramos. Yeah, and I also think Ramos is doing a Ramos at the minute. He is, isn't he? Oh, yeah. I remember that time five years ago when I needed a new contract, so went to Man United and pretended we wanted to go there. Yeah, let's do that again. And, Ramos, and Varane's like, yeah can, I, yeah, can I just hop in that, that taxi with you to Manchester? If you're going anyway, I might as well come here. We'll have a chat to them and then piss them off and upset their fans. Cheers, lads. What's next, Jay? <laughs> I still can't get over this city. Oh, my I God. I, uh, mate, just accept it. Football point? is corrupt. Right. Um, there's over a thousand people watching and we've only got about 250 likes, is it? Yeah. Um, so do one we... like equals um, one point goal for that Man City won't score yeah. this year. <laughs> and they will score about 2,000. So if we can get to 1,000 likes, then that'll mean they won't score again. Um, United Exodus, I've written on my notes. Dun, dun, dun. Hey, music for jar people, mm. as uh, Bob Marley said. Um, yeah, United are going to get rid of a few players, aren't they? Good. I think I think there's I think there's no secret there. I think we're looking at Sergio Romero, um, Phil Jones. We're I think. talking your Romeros, your Joneses. You Lingard, possibly. Your Lingards, If he has a, a, a successful spell. Dare I say your De Gea's. Ooh. Ooh. You, you said Exodus, Jay, but you didn't want it, did you? You just wanted a school trip to West Ham. Yeah. Exodus means Exodus. Big things are happening to bad things are happening to good people this this summer. Jay. I love that saying. You know. Yeah, me too. Why do bad things happen to good people? Oh, I don't know. Why do racists win the lottery? Don't know because it's random and it's shite. Um, right, here's who needs to go, Jay. Come Correct on, me then. if I'm wrong. Hit Phil Jones. Yeah, I think that. Yeah, yeah. Obertan, who is still at the club, if you check the records. Um, I think we can all say that that's fair enough at this point, can't we, Phil Jones? Um, like you said there. Romero, there's no point oh, in being there's, there. there's another goalkeeper, can you remember the other one? One of Pereira or Lee Grant needs to go, because we don't need five goalies. Well, the talk of Lee Grant being moved on to the coaching staff, I think that would be the most amazing thing ever. That Lee Grant, right, was plucked Honestly, from the word Grant couldn't be more yeah. apt, could it? Because yeah. he's getting a fucking free yeah. ride, isn't he? Ends it? up at United from, like, Stoke Grant. Reserves or wherever it was from. Yeah. And then... Not only does he like have a couple of years in the playing squad, he then gets moved on to the coaching staff. So could you know, for all we know, could spend the rest of his life at United, which is not bad going. Uh, but no, it, I don't think he's one of the ones that's been uh, talked about going. Joel Pereira, yes, who I didn't even know was still at the club. Yeah, he's still at the club, still knocking about. Because we've also got Kovar as well, haven't we? Who's meant to be an oh, excellent. Yeah. I think he's still at Swindon, or he was. No, no, he's come back he's now. He's played for under 23s the other day. Um, had a good game by all accounts. You can maybe tell me more about him, but um, Dave Pritt's a big fan of Kovar, isn't he? Yeah, we and don't very, very more... vocal and very yes. commanding in his area. So that's something that United keepers yeah. have perhaps um, lacked. And tell you Kovar. what, if you want vocal and commanding, get a couple of the ladies who work at Rustica to come down and play for Manchester United because they will boss a box around, let me tell you. Why, what the, what you say, do you want four on that, dog? Yeah, sorry, please. Oh, he's fantastic. Yeah, I love going there. Day. He's so good. It's my favourite place to go. You go and just sit in there when it's open, don't you? Just to listen yeah. to them when you're not even ordering anything. Yeah, just stick my head through the window. Like a proper normal person. Um, we've got a super chat as well. Someone saying, Phil Jones will be ordering chicken curries at Carrington in 2033. Mm, lovely. Um, Phil Jones, I mean, we keep, we keep having this conversation about Phil Jones. He's... I mean, he's just constantly injured, isn't he? That's the problem with Phil Jones and the reason he's not gone anywhere. Yes. I think he would have gone last summer if it wasn't for the fact he was injured during the transfer window so no one could buy him. Um, but sooner or later, it's going to happen. Imagine the medical that he has to undertake at a club when he moves there. And they go, right, um, Phil, we just, we've got the contract all lined up and everything. The, the fees agreed. We're just going to have you in for a medical. Ah, mm, that's a point. Um, I'm, I can't make it. We haven't said what day it is yet, Phil. When is it? 
Thursday, I'm busy. Just sign me without the medical. Yeah, I had a medical a yeah. few years ago. I don't need to do another one. No. It's just the same. Yeah. I'm all right. Yeah, just, just take the box. We're just going to do it anyway. Okay. Um, hi, Phil. We've got the results of medical here. Have you ever had the, the children's sweets candy sticks? Good. That's what your ankles are. So we're going we're gonna to give it a no, because your whole body's made out of the children's sweets candy sticks, I'm afraid. But thanks for trying. Uh, Phil That's Jones not work, pulls out the quote from Sir Alex Ferguson, mm. saying, Phil Jones could be the greatest player that ever played. Right, on a business card. Yeah. Like um, just something that Sir Alex Ferguson... You, you on that. Have ever, you uh, heard of Sir Alex Ferguson? Most successful manager in the history of association football? Take the card. Something that he said about me. Yeah, just remember that. He said that I was maybe the greatest player ever to play for Manchester United. Yeah. So now what are you going to say about that medical? Yeah. Oh, I've still failed. Okay. Uh, yeah, we'll have to see if Phil Jones, he might end up getting a free transfer. I think it's, we're, we're getting towards that stage, aren't we? We may just have to cut our losses and say goodbye to Philip Jones, mm-hmm. uh, along with Joel Pereira and Sergio Romero, all three of them, United, looking to get off the wage bill and... Rightly so, because none of them are ever going to play for United again, are they? Interestingly enough, Jay, I'm going to say Joe then, although I know that's Your Joe and Jay. Yes. The other one you could maybe this. put on that list would be potentially one matter. Um, um, but when you think of the players now, when, when Oli first came in, the sort of dead wood, yes. there, was, there was close to a dozen players on it at one point. Yeah. Whereas now there's two, three, maybe four if you're pushing it. The, the way that Oli's cleared out the squad is so yeah. good uh, compared to to you know, other, other managers who just sort of come in and stack up and stack up and stack up. It is basically, Phil Jones is the obvious one. Yeah. And then, it, you know, we probably could do with ri- getting rid of a goalkeeper because at the minute we've got more goalkeepers than we have centre-backs, yeah. which isn't necessarily a position you need to be in. Um, and maybe Matt is getting toward the end of his career. Um, but other than that, this squad doesn't have too much chaff, if you will. It doesn't, um, just on one matter, because... We're going to have a little chat about him. People have been asking about this. A few people on, on socials were sort of mentioning mm. one matter. Um, he's, you know, he's not been in the squad for ages. Um, Ole Gunnar Solskjaer has addressed it. Said one's been away for a little while. And of course you miss him. Against West Brom, you're thinking, do we have someone there to unlock mm. the door? If we had one to create that pass because he's done well in the earlier part of the season. Um, so it's not like they fell out or anything. Where's he been? He's just been busy, hasn't he? <laughs> One, where are you? We've got Arsenal in the morning. Oh, I've been busy in that. Shit, it's a Wait, what do you know where he has been? I don't know. Do you know what? Does Ollie not say where he's been? <laughs> Ollie's like. Ah, he's been away for a, a while. Do you know when you saw all those influencers go to Dubai? <laughs> he did that. He was in Dubai with some of the love Ollie's Island like, lot, drinking. Man, what, the way, what I love about that is Ollie said that, like, oh, yeah, yeah, you know, it would have been great to have one. He could have really done something there, yeah. Talking about footballers yeah. that play for us. Yeah. It'd have been good if he had one yeah, of them. Yeah, well, matter. He'd have been a mint idea, but, uh, you know. Where's he been? He's, he's just not about, is he? Um, he's back in trade. Um, there's, there's a bit more to that quote. Go on, um, then. It says, Finish me off. Um, now he's back. He's travelling with us. Ooh. He's been bright in training. If we see one on the pitch, I'm sure he'll want to prove to his Spanish fans what a quality player he is. Is that that's in specific reference to the Sausage game, I'm assuming, because it seems strange for him to bring up his Spanish fans otherwise. <laughs> All the rest of the fans can fuck right off, but the Spanish fans will be keen to see how good he is. Um, I reckon, where do you think he's been? Where do you think he's been? Someone said there that he's been giving COVID injections to the public for the NHS. He's such a lovely... He's probably been out giving blood, any he, or yeah. feeding the homeless. Yeah. I think he's seen Arvid from last week 
where we were going yeah. on about how Marcus Rashford who's on the cover of Time magazine mm. and you know making the Tories change the policies. Mm. And White Martins thought, do you know what? You two can play that game, son. So mm. he's upped his game on the charity stakes. I'm going full. Like, I'm going full time at the. British Foreign Legion, yeah. whatever it's called. He's That's not it. What's it called? <laughs> the thingy Legion. army, the Salvation Army. <laughs> the I'm going full time at the Salvation the Army. Yeah, not that one. I okay. think he's got like an ice cream van full of baked beans, and he's just driving around delivering it to people's houses. I think he's. I think it is Salvation Army, mate. And he accidentally got called up, like we were saying. He got called up to the war. The war on. Do you reckon he's been out doing that? And he has like 37 missed calls on his phone from Ollie. Like. <laughs> How have you been? I told you I was <laughs> going away for a little We're while. We're here dropping points against West Brom and you're out yeah. with the Salvation Foreign Legion or whatever it is, yeah. giving out tins of beans. Salvos, as they're called in Salvos. Australia. Really? Yeah, which is on the sign of Salvos. How disrespectful does that sound, by the way? Bloody Salvos. Salvos. Handing out hot bottles of water at the cricket. The Salvation Army. army. How the last the hell, line of defence. How the hell did they get the word army in their name, it's by the such, way? It's just Army. Not, An um, army of... Of pensioners that hand out cornflake <laughs> cakes at school it's fates. the worst army ever, isn't it? Yeah. What is it an army of? Varicose veins. <laughs> hey. That was good, that. I didn't know what I was going to say at the end of the sentence, and I came up with varicose veins. Right. Matt has been gone. It says why Matt has been gone from the squad. There should be a fucking question mark at the end of that, because no one knows where he's been. Why Matt has been away from squad? Who gives a no? <laughs> I don't. Uh, um... Anyway, he could be back for the Sociedad game, I presume. Unless, and his Spanish unless fans will Unless Oliver Solskjaer's completely lost the plot. Um, finally, Zaniolo. This is my favourite one. This is great. Right. Zaniolo of Roma. I need to get my quote out. You've got your quote here. And this is the best quote ever. I'll just give a bit of context to this. Yeah. Um, the lad's been linked with a move to Manchester United. Mm. Right. Niccolo Zaniolo. Yes. Um, highly rated prospect. Highly rated pros- prospect. Get my words out. Now, this story, I think it was, it came up, first of all, in the Manchester Evening News, but when we sort of looked where they got it from, because obviously you can't just trust things from the Manchester Evening News, mm-hmm. it came from um, uh, the Italian press. So, as we do a bit of due diligence. A bit of digging. A bit of digging. Tutor Mercato, is it? Uh, yep. We, we translated the article. Yes. And Joe, so you've got, right, this, yeah. is the, this is the article about this lad. He's um, a young lad, 21 years old. He's had a lot of injury problems, to be, to be frank. Um, which is why I'm not so sure this move is going to happen. Mm. Um, you know, he's, he's, I think he had a couple of knee injuries last season. He's had another one recently. Yeah. He's not played for over a year, I think. Um, but we translate the article. Mm. Give us the first line of the article from the Italian pa- papers. Niccolò Zaniolo has returned to smell the smell of grass, but only to run at a small trot, as imposed by Dr Fink the one who operated on his knee in the second ordeal in 400 days. Sorry, was this translated from Latin? What, like, this is like some old manuscript they found in a tomb somewhere. (laughs) It seems that the prophecy has been foretold. He's been returned to the smell, the smell of grass. Dr Fink, who operated on the knee in the second ordeal in 400 days. The pharaohs and the gods will not be happy with this, with this development. What does this mean? (laughs) He has returned to the smell. The smell of grass. Fantastic. <laughs> Do you reckon his editor said, right, I need 500 words on, yeah. um, on Zanolio? And he's like, I don't know anything about this kid. Yes. I'm just going to have to turn but it to William Shakespeare. Jay, only Jay to run at a small trot because he is, in fact, a donkey of a child. <laughs> that first like has returned to smell. The smell of grass. The smell of grass. What? 
What have you been taking LSD or what when you've been writing this prose? Compared this flowery to smell prose. Of grass. Yeah, just tell us how fit he is and when he's back in training, yeah. not what he's been smelling. Dr. Fink has advised he should only <laughs> he should only run at a small trot, Jay, for he has undertaken the second ordeal in 400 days. <laughs> and it quite so simple, so simple, shall simply not do. And the courts and the king will hear of this. And the it smell also, of grass will enter it, your chambers it, as you will be sent to the prison. It also goes on. His absolute belted article. Roma continues to bet on him and to wait for him, so much so that they continue to say no to certain phone calls coming from Turin. Look at that. He's just the Roma. Just, ah, a someone's, someone's wrong me. No! <laughs> no! You can just press the, press the red phone. No! <laughs> I do not hang up. I simply shout no at phone calls. It's as easy as that. I mean... No! So there you go. If you're not fully au fait with Niccolò Zaniolo, I think we've covered everything there is to know about him now. Mm. Um, if you didn't, if you want a little bit more information, just watch that back. Just yeah. if you want any more information, go back about two minutes on this video and watch it again, and you'll get everything you need to know. But my yeah. God, the smell of grass is wafting in. Uh, I think that's why we had the police cars upstairs before. <laughs> yeah. A different type of grass. Um, he's an Italian attacking midfielder. And yeah. He's 21, but he's a bit injury prone. Mm -hmm. um, only six foot three, so you're taller than him, so he fits that Good, we can still keep him then. Um, Gabriel Iafeto says nice. in the super chat, did you guys see Sancho tonight? Straight baller, he needs to be our number one target. Um, we didn't because we were doing this, but we were watching the updates and it's obvious that he played very well. Um, as we discussed earlier though, Haaland would be the preferred one, mm. but it's more likely we'll get Sancho. And to be honest with you, I'd be happy with that. I'd be incredibly happy with either um, and over the moon with both. And I hope they come out and say, you know what, it's shit at Dortmund. It's like, That'd be great. Yeah, that was you that think you lot all think game. it's good. It's basically the Neverland Ranch at Dortmund. We all just get in bed with Zerg. Where's this going? Nothing happens, as is proven by the court of law. <laughs> <laughs> We've already had the Rolf Harris debacle. Let's not have another one. I don't I, have I to mean, throw another allegedly. Have you got your allegedly? There's no allegedly rest? needed. Well, he, why did you he, say what? He you was acquitted. <laughs> Good. Thank Probably you. on the same page on that one. Right. <laughs> anyway, we'll see if Harland or Sancho arrives here, just as Pep's looking, you know, happy with himself there in his post-match interview. Oh, yeah, I bought a load of players and they've won matches. Ooh, I went to the, oh, I went to the mega store before and got myself a hoodie that says, once a mank, always a twat on it or yeah. something. Um, it says. Ross Murphy in the Super Chat, I think I missed this, says, Joe is hilarious. Thank you. And he's paid one ninety nine to say that as well. Thanks so, very much. You know, that means a lot. Lad. Thank you. Um, Thomas, who's Thomas Dickinson? He's, 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 the, the caps lock button on his keyboard is completely broken, but he's been chatting all day. There you go, there's a wave, mate. He's constant, yeah. a wave. It's like he's asked the secret signals. He said, who is Thomas Dickinson? And he said, me. <laughs> <laughs> I respect that, Thomas. You ought to see how it was. That's it. Go on, Thomas. He's right. Um, Dan Oliver says, has Jay been talking, Winker? I've not mm. talked since 2014. You've read Lord of the Rings, though, haven't you? Was that it's, Tolkien, sorry? Yeah, I'm not into all that, me. You're not? Well, fantasy lands and orcs and that. What, kids with sticks and shit like that? Not no. kids, hobbits. All right. Full grown adults, but in the size of a pocket monster. Simple. I looked at the book and it's proper thick enough, that's not for me. Yeah. Speaking I mean? of proper thick. Yeah. Oh, sorry, Mr. You know, 5 O levels. Um, Three. <laughs> but one of them was a triple award. So I, I'm What was that in? Science. I got it in science. No, we only yeah, got GCS. We Even got... I did GCSEs, I just. Uh, how many GCSEs have you got? How many GCSEs have I got? Yeah. 
The GCSEs. GC what? GC what? Juicy. How can you not how, even spell? How many GCSEs have you got? How can you not even spell GCSE? Go on, how many have you got? Nine. I only took nine, can I tell you? Absolute boffin. Mm -hmm. um, right. How many have you got? A to C, you can't hear. Yeah. I've got six A to C. Good lad. Five C's and a B. Good. How many's Cam got? Producer Cam's got ten. Yeah, but do you know what? Which shows you, right? You GCSEs know? are completely pointless. Yeah. If the guy who's sat over there picking his feet has yeah. got ten GCSEs. Yeah, and do you know something, right? He's got now, twelve. No, because it doesn't count because nowadays you get you can basically get 15, 20 GCSEs, what? get as many as you want. It's like renting books at a library, just going with a card. Can I have one GCSE, please? And like, yeah, here's six. It's a quadruple, centuple, you know, dodecaduple award, mate. So it's twelve for the price of one. I remember on one of my first ever work experiences, sent me to a local paper, mm. and they had me input in the GCSE results. Did you know, and it was just so boring, so I started making them up. You know, like, like say it said like one kid had got like one GCSE, I thought you can have nine. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we need to do. That's charity. Picking people up who maybe haven't done so well in yeah. life, you've got nine GCSEs now, lad. Because I thought some of these lads won't go into the schools to check. They'll probably just find out, hey, have seen this in the paper? Yeah, that'll <laughs> do. Nine GCSEs, man. I only sat five. That's mint. Yeah. Um, there you go. Generous. Kiki Kikinson, great name, says, what's the GCSE? It's the, um, the qualification you get when you finish secondary school at 16 years old. Yes, before you go to university. Sixth form as well. Sixth form. I didn't go to university for another 12 years after I left school. Don't worry about it. But you, know. You, know, went to, you, you went to the University of Life, didn't you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> cool Otherwise life. known as Trafford Probation Centre, but we won't go into that. <laughs> right, anyway, <laughs> on that box. School of Hard Knocks. <laughs> University of Life. <laughs> this has been um, the Stratford Paddock Live. Smart, not book smart, that's me, mate. Yeah. <laughs> or neither, oh, yeah. um, as the case may be. Oh, right. that's good. So I'll tell you what, Thomas Dickinson is doing well here. General Certificate <laughs> of Secondary Education. Thank you. Cheers. Um, yeah, so thanks for all your support. Yes. Thanks to everyone that got involved in the chat and the likes and the super chat and everything else. Um, obviously, it's a real Sociedad game coming up tomorrow, so it's going to be you and Adam McCall and Freddie Quinn. Yes, the very funny man, TikTok the, famous Freddie Quinn. The, Check him out on TikTok. The second funniest man on that watch along. Thank you. Behind McCall. Um, yeah, we're on TikTok now. I'm mm. only joking, you, of course. Um, we're at TikTok now. We've been doing the old TikToking, you mm -hmm. know. I've done a couple as well. The only TikTok you normally hear is your pacemaker, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> that's all. Right. How's that funny? What? How's that funny? Heart, I've got a pacemaker, so let's take piss out of me about it. Heart disease, hey, isn't that? Are you going to help me if I fall over and it conks out? I'll help you, yeah. You know I want to go on the fairground rides and I'm not allowed to. And you keep rubbing, yeah, rubbing it in my face. too short, not because of the pacemaker. <laughs> 1.2 metres, mate, maybe one day. <laughs> so, are you on your titsos again? We've had words. Go on. Uh, uh, right. So talking, I forget what I'm doing, I'm old. Okay. Right, real sociedad. Yeah, we're playing them tomorrow. So you've got to watch that. I've done all that, right? <laughs> I'm losing it. We've got the preview that's out. We've got the watch along tomorrow. We'll have the post-match review with me yeah. and him tomorrow. Um, we'll also have the fan cams and the reaction from the likes of Stephen Alston, Adam McCullough um, and everyone else. So also, if you want to send in your predictions for the game tomorrow, mm. your score predictions, you can do that. Cam, when did they send them to? Paddockmatchstate.gmail.com. So send a video of yourself on your phone. Thank Ideally, you. uh, landscape, yep. but anyway is fine. Just send, I think it's going to be 3-1, whatever you think it's yeah, going to be. It and can you get featured be on the watch along. 20 so, seconds. Yeah, paddockmatchstate.gmail.com. We'll obviously, we're not being at games. It's a bit more difficult for us to chat to the fans, but you yeah. can still get involved in the channel. So send us your predictions and we'll put you on. Um, that's been Joe Smith, Abigail Meyer. This has been Stretford Paddock Live. Don't forget to hit, hick. 
Heck I almost said a full sentence there about cocking up, yeah. almost, but not quite. Don't forget to hit like, share and subscribe. Thanks for watching. Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.